What Makes You Tick podcast. The show that tackles life's tough topics with brutal honesty and zero apologies. No topic is off limits. Self-defense, technology, business, real estate, and so much more. Hey folks, Tyler here um, from What Makes You Tick. Just uh, giving you guys a heads up. I will not be in the office for a little bit. Just got some uh, workers kind of getting a little bit busy, which is not a bad thing. But um, so I have Tim from Tech Titans. Tim Lord from Tech Titans has taken over. Uh, There's a lot of tease. Uh, but then again, you know, we are What Makes You Tick, right? With Tyler Moore. So. Um, him and his wife, Alyssa, you'll be hearing from her also, and, uh, they're going to put some great stuff down. So stay tuned for that. And, um, very excited to, uh, see what you guys think. All right. Well, Hey, I will see you guys soon enough. Thank you so much and talk to you soon. Bye. Before we get started, let's take a short trip over to our sponsors. Three Amigos Motorsports. Do you love all things motorcycles? Join three lifelong friends as they share their rides, product reviews, installs, travel, and laughs along the way. When you subscribe, leave a comment to say hello and where you're joining them from so you can hear back and they can give you a shout out. Find them on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Three Amigos Motorsports. Ride, taco, repeat. Flynn Motorsports. For all you racing fans out there, Tech Titans is the proud contingency sponsor. Check out Flynn Motorsports, the 24 SK modified racing team from Hamden, Massachusetts. Live every Friday night during the racing season on Flow Racing. You can find them on Facebook at Flynn Motorsports and on Twitter at Flynn Racing 24. Now for the lawyer's favorite part. The disclaimer. The following podcast is intended as general information only and should not be viewed or constructed as legal, medical, financial, or real estate advice. Although information is believed to be accurate as of the date of broadcast, no guarantee or warranty is offered or implied. The information contained may not provide a complete or current analysis of the topic or other considerations. Always consult with the appropriate licensed professional regarding your specific situation. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent. Hello, everyone, and welcome to What Makes You Tick, the podcast where we go over topics with brutal honesty and zero apologies. Well, today's a very special podcast because I've got my wife with me, Alyssa. Who's also the co-owner and co-founder of Tech Titans, and my very best friend of 20 plus years, Adam Hart. Adam, welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, it's good to be here. We're going to be doing uh, talking about smartwatches today. Yay. Yay. Do you want to say anything? Do you want to introduce yourself? Greetings and salutations. Greetings and salutations. What about you, Adam? Just happy to be here. Happy to be here. Outstanding. So we're going to be covering smartwatches, like I said, and this has been a popular niche item, um, especially with. Your phone keeps going off. That's me. 
Someone's phone keeps going off. Oh. Well, see, this is a perfect time to be talking about. We'll we'll talk about companion devices versus standalone devices. But that wasn't getting the alerts on. <laughs> 127 million devices were sold, according to a 2020 report by CounterPoint Research, and that number increased drastically from COVID. So smartwatches are now going into homes faster than ever and becoming a part of everyday lives. I mean, what were y'all doing with smartwatches when everybody was home in 2020? I was getting my Instagram updates. I was getting my feed. You can put your phone down and walk away. You you needed the smartwatch to go with the treadmill to do all the workouts that you never actually did? Correct. Okay. I mean, maybe some dopamine, because we all know shopping just releases that, right? But done on a watch, though? Uh, I'd say buy anything. Well, I don't know. I I rock a Garmin. I guess I could buy things from here, but not like the Apple Watch. Anyone want to take a guess when uh, smartwatches started without looking at the slides? (laughs) Um, you know, I'm going to say <laughs> before I was born. Yeah. Very good, Adam. Uh, 1927, the first quote unquote smartwatch was uh, a device that had two scrolls that would be loaded into a watch looking device where the user would have to scroll to turn a dial, which moved a scroll up and was used for driving directions in England and you need it over there yeah uh because they drive on the left side of the road the, the wrong side yeah yeah the wrong side right hey. i'm just gonna apologize to everybody right now <laughs> and uh unfortunately the very first gps watch was not uh smartwatch was not gps enabled that's what i meant to say um but it progresses so in 1972 Hamilton Pulsar uh, made a watch with LED uh, lighting that could be yours for the very low price of over $2,000. Is that today's dollars or their dollars? That's their dollars. American? So. Yeah, American. So, <laughs> wow. Um, you know, every everyone could afford this type of watch. And, if you know, only we had reviewed the slides so we could have done the today price. How much, how much polyester is that? Like... 1972 time. Yeah, how much polyester can I get for 2100? <laughs> All of it. Yeah, with flares. How does that compare? You know, to the street price of everything that was floating around. Uh, was it Club 76 or right? Mm. Am I in the right era? Are we in the disco era? I yeah yeah we're in the disco. I'm just saying, era, you know, that stuff that was coming in and out of the port of Miami is it, it was is it Studio 54. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think 76 was the movie or something. Yeah, something feel free like to jump in the comments and roast. Yeah. Me. It'll be worth it. All I know, I only know like three different cocaine movies, and Blow is the best one. I'll fight you for it. I'll give you my address. Link, link me down below. Show up, and I'll fight you because it's a masterful performance. Well, you hear, heard it here first. You know, well, so. if you sold coke in '72, you could afford. That's you know what the feds didn't even have to do anything. You see somebody walk around with a pulsar. He's either selling insurance. Or he's selling coke, and at least the coke dealer sells you something you can use. There you go. Ba-dum-bum. <laughs> So this next uh, watch is one of my personal favorites because it comes with a detachable keyboard to it. And that's in 1983, the Seiko Data 2000. And this was actually considered uh, an upgrade because uh, (laughs) you could actually store two memos or notes that was restricted in the amount of characters 
and you had the ability to put in a calendar. Wow. So who could say no to that? I mean, look at that. Look at that watch. I mean, but, you know, if you think about it, you know, if I was going to store one memo, it would probably be eight zero zero eight one three five. It's an old code, but it checks out. <laughs> Not to mention it looks like it fell off a of Star Trek. Set. Like that is up my forearm. Like, if, like I actually want to see if I can do it to scale because, you know, if I was in the subway and I was going to get stabbed, if you dropped your arm real quick, like it could be a shield. It's a detachable keyboard. And I, I love Seiko. I'm, I'm actually a dumb watch um, enthusiast. You know, I am quite poor, so I look at them from afar, but. You know, Se- Seiko is a brand for quality, and man, if that if that baby came out in the '80s, you're there crunching numbers, doing TPS reports, and that bad Larry shows up. I mean, well, this was actually a competitor to one of the Linux watches. Linux actually had a watch, and this was supposedly the competitor to it. What about Casio? Did Casio duke it out there, or was no, Casio not really? It? Casio was later. They were they were still doing calculators. My, like my, my Marty McFly, right? Yeah. That looks like something I needed for algebra homework in high school. So when people decided that they were going to try to do more than one thing other than trying to do memos and all sorts of other stuff, they started to add music to this. And this is where, you know, this is the the predecessor to the Apple Watch as far as the, the music goes. This was one of the first watches, the Sinclair FM wristwatch that incorporated the radio so it was kind of like, you know, having music on demand, but you're at the mercy of the radio station. You just to, have to walk around with your arm in the air. Yeah. Um, and it had a low battery life, too. So it was it was a really good watch. Um, so 1985, you pick that up. 1986, great year. Slightly partial. All of a sudden you meet some girl, right? And you can just hopefully you call in the disc jockey, right? Those existed. Yep. You get a little Peter yeah. Gabriel in your you eyes. Go. You go a little high fidelity, right? No need for the boom box. You can just put her arm our arm around her, right? Yeah, if the battery lasted though. That was yeah, well, problem. you know that I mean, you know the guy are... in the battery. You know, it's, it's, it's a gamble. You know, One there's not a lot of runtime. So this this is an interesting watch. Um it's it's on the timeline from wearable.com, which did this whole smartwatch um, review of all the different famous smartwatches. And this was the first to actually have an emergency distress signal. Oh, Bond territory. Bond territory, yep. And it, it was took at, us till the 90s? I'm sorry? It took us till the 90s to get some Bond watches? No, there was another watch, but I thought this was uh, uh, more the, the one... That was in bond territory or bond time frame had a, a grainy TV. Um, so think of it like an Apple watch screen that you could watch grainy TV, mm. but you have to have an antenna attachment and cancer, cancer, yes. lightning strikes and cancer. But it was uh, it was featured on the bond film Octopussy. So mm. um can't argue Q, with that. Q branch. Yep. Fuzzy TV. God bless Q. So 1995 Brutling Emergency Watch had a watch feature that could send out a distress signal within 90 nautical miles. Um, and this was actually credited with saving the lives of two pilots in Antarctic um, after they crashed their helicopter. So I thought that was pretty neat. Um, Living in a Fort Brightline. You're probably going down on a watch. 
<laughs> right on your yacht. Yeah. You know, like if you if you if you got Breitling money, you seem to be doing like the rich people risky things, right? There they are in the Arctic, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Yes. What what did Bruce Wayne say in Batman doing Playboy things, you know, with with the yachts and jet skis and stuff 90, like that? Ninety nautical miles, man. Yeah. That's far but not. If you know how far a nautical mile is. You can, like, signal the lighthouse keeper. I mean, it's better than a flare, you know? Like, I mean, Mostly. Two sticks. So, this is where, in the time frame, we're in 2013, and this is where we start actually seeing real, quote-unquote, real smartwatches. And this was accredited as being the first functional, uh, but horribly released smartwatch that started the war of the watches. And this was a Samsung Galaxy Gear, and they tried to beat Apple to the punch releasing the Apple Watch. So they put this together real hastily. Um, It had 512 uh, megabytes or yeah, no. No, you're right. 512 megabytes of RAM. Yeah, I was just taking a second there. Uh, so it had 512 megabytes of RAM. Uh, storage was four gigabytes. So if you think about it, uh, that's four thumb drives in in 2003 territory. Oh you know? uh, yeah, that, so that right there is worth um, like 400 bucks. Yeah, <coughs> we'll edit that out. Um, and this watch was not received very well. Um, it basically flopped out. Well, it's an Android, so I mean. <laughs> we are uh, Apple partial here. Um, not officially. The, the views expressed during this podcast are not necessarily uh, those of my own or what makes you tick, but rather than uh, rather my host, uh, my guests. Um, but what made this especially different, though, was that it had 70 third-party apps you could access. This was one of the first watches that allowed you to do that. Some the down One of the downsides or one of the most complained downsides was that there was no charging port. You had to put it in a special case and, and charge it. So you guys both have smart watches, right? Yes. Correct. Yeah? What do you guys look for when... What did... Alyssa, what did you look for when you when you got your smartwatch? What did you want? Well, I <laughs> didn't want a smartwatch. My husband bought one for me. Okay. I wanted a $12 watch from Walmart for work because I have a love-hate relationship with the watch. That's an honest opinion. So I got an Apple Watch. It's and, a Series 7. And you know what? As the intro says, you know, brutal honesty and zero apology. So we're going to go with that. I'm not apologizing for your gift. Perfect. What about you, Adam? Um, I use a Garmin Tactic 7. Um, it's sleek. Thank you. Um, so what I really looked for um, when I looked at the market was battery life and then durability. So I work as a firefighter paramedic. I am an avid outdoors enthusiast. Uh, this watch also had solar charging. Mind you, it's never going to recharge the battery, but it might buy me a couple hours if I get in over my head. So um, I'm a big redundancy contingency fan. Um, I'm hard on things, um, and I expect things to be durable. Um, even though I do like Apple products, um, Garmin really zeroed in with a bunch of different options, and 
there was some other competitors, but um, you know, a few features we can talk about later really zeroed it in for me. So both of you brought up some really good points. Sometimes what you're actually looking for in a smartwatch is not having a smartwatch and just getting a watch just to tell time. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. That's one of the things in today's uh, advertising uh, saturated environment where, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with just having a regular watch. It tells time runs off of a simple battery. If that's all you need, that's all you should get. Um, one of the things that you look for, and Adam, you brought this up, is, you know, what kind of a device do you currently have? And do you need it to be a standalone device? Meaning is, is your watch dependent on another gadget or another device? Or, um, I'm sorry, is your watch not dependent on uh, another device? Or is it a companion uh, that's basically meant as an extension. When I got my very first Apple Watch, it was a three, Apple Watch three. I wanted to get it uh, because I work in IT, as you all know. And sometimes it's easier said than done to get to your phone and getting the notifications. It allowed me to check text messages, emails, phone calls without getting the phone out and then unlocking it and going from there. Um, but I found a lot of other features that I use quite a bit. The next thing I would say you should look for in a smartwatch is it's comfortable. Now, Adam, you have a 45 millimeter? Uh, 51. 51. So that's a fairly big one. So how does that feel when you're using it? Do you notice that? Does it impede your movement or? Uh, no, it actually wears a lot smaller. Um, previously, I had a... Um, I wear a, I wear I have a couple citizens. Um, I I like the citizen watch. It's a dumb watch. Um, I like their Eco Drive, but they're all thirty eight to forty one millimeter case. So I was a little nervous stepping up to like a fifty one millimeter. Um, and the Garmin has a range of watches with different case sizes. The Tactic Sevens is generally larger because um, it has a couple other features that it can't house in the smaller case. Um, but it wears a lot smaller. It's actually a lot lighter. I actually wear it 24-7. Um, I, I sleep with it. Um, occasionally, I'll brush my face if I'm sleeping, but that's just me flailing, being a moron. Um, and if that bothers you, you get a whoop band. <laughs> what about you, Alyssa? I do not wear my smartwatch all the time. I wear it intermittently. I did branch out, and I got a few different aftermarket watch bands. Made a world of difference. Highly recommend uh, you try a couple on. Cheap purchase. I ended up liking the mesh with the magnet the most because it was the easiest to adjust 782 times a day because that's how often I tie and untie my shoes until they're the right tightness. So I also need to adjust my watch. Hey, these are, that's perfect. These are all um, great things to look for. And you know, when you use standalone versus companion devices, one of the things you're going to want to figure out or that you're going to want to know ahead of time is whether or not your watch can make a phone call. And when you're going over that type of a feature, you have to ask yourself if you're going to use it to make calls, does your companion device um, need to be near the 
uh, near the watch to make the call. So I have an iPhone, um, I'm, I have an Apple watch. So when the original Apple three, I did not have the cell carrier with it. So I had to be within X amount of feet from the phone in order to make a phone call on the watch. Um, as long as if I had a Wi-Fi connection, which again, uh, that's the other thing you need to think about is the environment that you're using. Um, or if you go the other way, um, with a cell carrier enabled, you don't have to have um, your companion device. But one of the downsides to that is you need your own phone line, which then adds to the cost. Now, Adam, can your phone make phone calls or your watch make phone calls? Uh, no. And that's uh, the only standalone feature it has is using Garmin's mapping. And that was all I really cared about. Um, I can answer, you know, as limited functionality with iOS because iOS is sort of a little lockdown. It's a little freer with Android, which is which I didn't miss out on a feature that I would have cared about. Um you know, anything being it can be a hammer if you're brave enough. Um, I prefer to use certain things. You know, I yeah, you know, I like to use my phone as a phone. So like, uh, I can answer calls from my watch, which I do frequently, because uh, I generally have AirPods in. So you know, um, the other thing is I neutered most of the notifications. So I use my watch really as like a precision tool rather than a full extension. So the alerts I do get on my watch require my immediate attention. They require action or I glance, I see, and I file. So if it's something that can be triaged down, that's what I do. So um, like my text messages to you, just, uh, you know, most of the time, yeah. you know, like I see him, I look at him. <laughs> that's you know, good. Um, you know, I can't look at pictures on here. It'll tell me if somebody sends me an image, which is generally a dank meme, but that's not time sensitive. Um, but Garmin's mapping is really the real standalone thing. So again, you really need to do your homework with this. And Adam, you touched on this with the messaging. Um, make sure you do your homework ahead of time and figure out what what applications you use and not only which applications you use, can you get uh, watch notifications from those apps? And do you want notifications? And do you want that's the other thing is do, do you, you want, want so many um, notifications? You know, uh, Adam, you've worked as a firefighter, paramedic, Alyssa, you're a nurse. Uh, alarm fatigue is is very real um, where you just start ignoring. I can hear that shit in my sleep. So you heard it there. Um, she can hear the alarms in her sleep. Uh, but that's something you need to keep in mind because with any sort of technology, and this is the motto with Tech Titans, you need to conquer your tech. Tech shouldn't be able to conquer you. So you need to be using it appropriately and, and not be distracted by it and actually use it as a tool. I and think watches occupy an interesting space, though, because, you know, you look at a cell phone, right? You got an iPhone, you got a Galaxy, right? The shape is really the same for the most part, where watches classically have always been a tool. They told time, maybe they tell you a date, maybe you got a no date. You're one of those people, right? You want to see the moon phase, the tide. There's a style component, and that I think is a real burden on manufacturers and designers because it doesn't need to just perform as tech. It also 
has to be pleasing or customizable as absolutely. Know, Alyssa got other bands. You, you have an aftermarket band that yep. I can see. Um, this uh, Garmin comes with swappable bands. I switch between a uh, ballistic nylon and a silicone um, depending on my activity. So that's the other thing is, you know, chassis systems, all these other little things, um, you know, that aren't tied to the microchips. Yep. So um, these are just, you know, as you're looking through it, it's I think it's a difficult space to occupy because you have to have the aesthetics and then you have to have features and then you have to have all the other tech stuff. So I think um, a lot of these businesses and manufacturers um, have they're sort of playing 4D chess with the consumer where, you know, if you like an iPhone, you're going to buy an iPhone, right? You know, if you're a notch hater, you're a notch hater. Um you like the foldable ones. They're you getting know. rid of it. I, I, there's an island. Yeah. It's dynamic. Islands generally aren't. There's an ocean around them. That's yeah. the dynamic part. You you mentioned, you know, the, the multiple features or, or you know, mile, not milestones. What would you call them? Characteristics of the watch. And you pack that all into a different form factor. It's a lot like a computer, you know. Um, if the watch is too small, you may not be able to get all the functionality out of it, but if it's too big, and that's the reason why I had that one with the detachable keyboard, uh, right shirt, wrong pew, you know, they, they had the vision for it, just not the technology to incorporate it into the watch. Betamax, right? VHS one yep. at the end. Well, that's why the, you think about style. I have a circular case, right? If we we're all walking down the street and you saw a square case, watch you know it's an apple watch pretty much yeah right like you know it's distinctive at this point it's ubiquitous yeah right which if i am trying to sell an item i want you to be able to figure it out a mile away so my garment's more ruggedized yeah right so you're gonna look at that and you're gonna know it's not an apple product you might know right same thing where uh, somebody's walking down the street and they got a fancy watch you're gonna be like lots of rolex or you know if you're watch aficionado you're gonna see like a you know speedmaster People know a Speedmaster. That's a watch from an Apollo mission, right? Like, oh. so some of these sort of timeless um, designs. Breitling's another one. You know a Breitling when you see one. You know uh, they're they're hard to miss. I'm, I'm trying. I'm I know I'm probably doing a disservice to some others. There's a lot of homages, but you don't really have homages um, in smartwatches because they actually have to perform. Correct. I think they went with uh, function over aesthetic for sure. I mean, the Garmin compared to the Apple. An Apple watch has looked the same since it came onto the market. I mean, they're kind of bulky. They're kind of rectangular. If you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But there's quite the aftermarket support. Right. You too can buy a silicone band for 50 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert. Silicone does not cost that much. Good on them because they keep getting us. Well, you know, it's the, the fan club. So when they come out, people will. The cult of Mac, as the they say. The cult of Mac, absolutely. See, I cut both ways. Android haters who thought I was doing it earlier. <laughs> so this next part, we're going to have to have a disclaimer. <clears throat> and this is not medical advice and shouldn't be taken as such. It's not substitution for medical advice. But this is an important feature that's been uh, discussed and, and debated about. And that's health features or in health tracking uh, within a smartwatch. And at least from the tech side, I'll I'll talk about the tech side. You may not necessarily want that. Um, There's a privacy issue there. 
Because you have GPS. Are you kidding me? Isn't that why everyone buys an Apple Watch? Is so you can count how many fucking steps you take in a day? You need to watch your fucking language. Uh, are you fucking kidding? <laughs> um, so, <laughs> poor Adam is just sitting here, you know. Um, but having having GPS support and using it for biking or walking or swimming, that's definitely something that needs to be taken into consideration are you willing to give a third-party app access to your location? It depends if you're going to fall down in a canyon in Antarctica and need more than 90 miles, 90 nautical miles of uh, of help. I hope you brought your sextant and your compass. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really worried about the, uh, you know, um, I'm not really worried about the NSA dropping a drone strike on me, so... <laughs> You know, I'm kind of happy to share my data because, you know, it's always about what I'm doing. It's never how I'm doing. <laughs> and, and that's really the rudest part. But I, I mean, in, in bringing this back to, to the health aspect of it, I, I've seen a lot of articles. And Adam, you can probably talk to this about being a paramedic with the heart monitoring when Apple Watches first came oh. out. <laughs> and Alyssa, I know the same thing, but business was a booming. And doctors have actually gone on record saying, please don't use this to diagnose anything. And, you know, th this is just a tool. Um, they have to really look at the different manufacturers. So um, my Garmin samples as a pulse, ox pulse oximetry sensor, which I'm going to massively oversimplify things, but it just it samples how much oxygen is bound to hemoglobin in your blood. You know, everyone should be above like 93, 94. There's a normal variance. Um, and there's sensitivity to every sensor. So Garmin um, sent theirs out. It's certified by the FDA. It's a medical device, air quotes. Um, and if you find out I'm wrong on that, you know, come see me. Um, however, you know, um, heart rate tracking from your wrist is difficult. Um, it just is, you know, the chest straps are the gold standard yep. right? all your triathletes all your endurance athletes you know um the chest strap is really the best um this garmin pairs with those seam seamlessly so like i do notice like my heart rate is very accurate but when i get super sweaty or i'm at crossfit sometimes i call it like garmin surge as you'll see like the sensors lagging until it makes a good connection and then you'll see my heart rate go from you know 90 to 130 well, I know when I'm working out, um, when I'm in that band of targeting, I'm generally one 120s to upper 130s. If you're five beats off, guess what? It doesn't really mean a lot. You know, now if I was in the 130s and it's telling me I'm in the 60s, like, yeah, that's a problem. Um, you know, the Apple Watch, um, it's a little different. You know, sensors are a little different. Um, I know they have that have normal EKG feature, which, you know, I generally despise. Um, people are being quote saved by it. The only thing that will save you is actual medicine. You know, your Apple Watch may alert you. Um, but may help you call nine one one. Yeah, you know, it definitely will. And I think what you have to look at with all the health tracking is you have to look. Um, you have to take the long view. Um, so if you're monitoring your heart rate for weeks at a time, and I think um, I can't speak to the Android equivalent. Garmin's app that goes with the watch is pretty rich in its metrics um, and it interfaces well with Apple's health app, which I like um, because I look at multi-week, multi-month trending. 
You know, that and the NSA can see how well you're you're doing. Yeah, and uh, you know if they want to watch me walk in the same pattern all the time, like you know you know where to find me, and you know generally what time. You know bring bring some donuts for a former fat kid because <laughs> I could use it. Um, but you know sleep tracking is a big thing, and I, I you know you talk about the pandemic, all these smartwatches invaded homes in the pandemic, um, and the amount of stress and everything that was captured. Um, what people did with that positive or negative um, is all there. So I think if you, um, you know, circa Trova, you know, seek it and you shall find. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how this works is like if you want to find something in your health data, you're going to find it. Right. Um, whether it's true or not, you know, people can make themselves believe a lot of things. So it's amazing what you can rationalize and build habits. Like the other thing, you know, the Apple Watch tells you to stand up and nobody likes that. Well, you know what? You do need to stand up. Also, it should tell you to strain your fucking posture out, too, like while we're at it, right? You know, instead of stand up, apps, it should be straightened up. Like, you know, um, there's apps and sensors now that you can attach. It looks almost like a, a jacket type strap. Oh, backpack I've got one that's thing. a necklace now. Yeah, yeah, they've got the necklace um, with different contact points. But that's see, it. I just picture laser beams coming out of my nipples and then I aim it at people's heads, and then your posture naturally corrects. Highly effective. You know, so, and you kind of, you know, assume this dominant pose, right? Yeah, your so, chest puffs out, puffed yeah, out. Juiced up. Yep. Juiced up, bro. You know. <laughs> Mom, where's my protein? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's it's a cult. I'm not all the way in. Like, I haven't drank all the Kool-Aid yet. I'm not to Jonestown. I'm, right. I'm trying to get on the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was Flavor Aid, too. <laughs> Flavor Aid? Yeah. Well, that's your first problem. It's not name brand. Going <laughs> <laughs> off brand. Mom, are we poor? <laughs> Kool-Aid don't sue us, Where's please. the Ecto Cooler? <laughs> Was some of the best stuff. I see. Yeah. So we we talked a little bit about the notifications, but um, what what I wanted to get at is that there is some benefit to having the notifications because it does allow you to screen messages in a way like what you were talking about, Adam. Um, I use this feature quite a bit. One of the the downsides to IT is people feel the need to constantly be in contact with you. Uh, whether it's an actual emergency or not. And this allows you to effectively triage um, without having to stop, take your phone out, especially if you're doing something else um, or you leave your phone. Um, you know, so there there is some benefit to it. Uh, we were talking a little bit about audio and music with the uh, the FM watch that picked up the radio. But with your smartwatch, do you want to have music and audio support? Um, and if if you do, uh, you definitely need to consider, can you connect your wireless headphones to it? Because uh, the people sitting next to you on the train or, you know, on the aircraft probably do not want to hear whatever the hell you're listening to. Uh, as you said, Peter, Gabriel, well, you know, you know, um, the people who are listening to it out in the open, the same people who argue with someone on speakerphone, they also clap on the plane lands. You know who you are. Yeah. Just bring yourself right to TSA <laughs> and do our entire society a favor. True. Self-reporting is important. You it know is. who you are. It is. Um, you know, this ha- this can store a bunch of songs. I actually don't use the music app function um, most of the time. Um, I just. I generally have my phone with me, so I'll just use my AirPods and um, I can download Spotify, you know, all the different uh, third party apps. Um, Most of the time, maybe they're listening to a super heady podcast or um, I'm listening to the same, you know, songs from like high school because, you know, when you have headphones and nobody knows. Right. 
me a little emo music. It's yeah. okay. We've all been there. That and, you know, much like me, you know, creature of habit, you know, familiar things are comfortable. Hey, if know. there's classics, like, yeah, you know, they don't call it a classic for nothing. Correct. Um, with uh, the music and audio support, you know, also keep in mind the, the storage of it, too. If you're looking to do heavy duty audio or if you want to use this as a running or uh, uh, to support your workouts, if you're, you're wanting music, make sure that you have the storage to be able to do that. Um, I don't know if you guys remember the very early uh mp3 players that you could get like at walmart or whatever oh, yeah. you know but the problem was is that they could only store like 20 or 25 songs hey, when it was a lot out. more than a cd it was and they were lighter they were like a little stick you know but there's there's nothing more aggravating than finding out that you have to listen you can only listen to one album at a time and you've got to download it on there and you know so then you had a 500 gig uh iPod, which doubled as a self-defense weapon. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to lift weights if you're a curl on that bad boy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Then you too just download an album to all of them. <laughs> we remember. <laughs> we never forget. Without our consent, which yeah, was, yeah. that's the bigger part. Hey. That is know, the bigger part. Like an elephant. I, I like know. you, Bono. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> you two peaked at the Joshua Tree. Also, I'll fight you again. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. want to know, like, where in the marketing department they thought that was going to land with the clientele that we're going to buy. But, but that was like a big time, right? For Apple, they landed U2 and their music partnership. U2 at that time was like touring globally. There's all this activist work. Stuff was really blown up. And I'm sure in that echo chamber of stupidity in the marketing <laughs> office, they were like, this is it. This is the moment. Perfect. Yeah. Whether you listen to Slipknot <laughs> or you listen to gangster rap, like everybody could use a little Bono, and those and those children in the third world country need us. Yeah. I Meanwhile, IPs. Okay. I'm just too poor to buy this 120 gig iPad, and I'm just trying to survive. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then I got this album, and I was like, oh, it's kind of free music. Did it change your life? Uh, no. No. no, I actually, it, you know, it kind of did because it forced me to figure out how to use iTunes to remove it because, like, I, I actually had Maybe that was the marketing scheme all along. Yeah. Well, how's work. that work? It was the friends we made along the way. Maybe, yeah. it, maybe it's, <laughs> you know, maybe. <laughs> I just remember if you weren't careful, it came back. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, yep. like you thought you like got a bad rash. It and it, yeah. It was was like, it? No, oh, I can't say it on here. We'll take that. We'll take that conversation <laughs> off the all right, what are the watches? Samsung what? makes a watch? Yeah. Oh, more. It blows up like the phones. Ah, bum. I'm just kidding. So I actually, no, you know. No, there, there is a point to that, and that's something that needs to be discussed because. We just did. Well, no, and, and a little bit further, because that that has greatly affected how, I mean, now we have to put labels on on shipments and you know when you mailbox at ups do you have lithium-ion batteries i mean that that's been a, a pretty big you they're know. actually pretty dangerous spoiler alert you know I'm working as a firefighter like e-cigarettes you know are like hand grenades like i have seen many many uh incidents of and you know poor quality control right because you know uh, battery manufacturing sort of locked down there's only a few companies that use it so if you're looking to save a buck um in your battery with lithium is definitely not 
the, the place to save money. Um, I mean, it tarnished, you know, Samsung's reputation and it's very easy to roast them on it. Um, but again, they're one of the few companies, you know, reputable, like large companies, right? Like if I bought some no name thing and it just looks sketchy and then it blew up, I'd be like, that's on me. <laughs> right. You know, like if I, if I buy, you know, say uh, they have all these uh, Fitbit knockoffs mm-hmm. on, uh, on Amazon. Right. So um, you buy one of those, right. And that thing detonates. Well, it's on your wrist and like lithium burns, you know, a couple nope, thousand no. degrees. So, you know, that's like not a place where you want that action. Um, I mean, it's better than the vape exploding in your pocket because it's crotch adjacent. Yeah, there's a lot of real estate there you want to leave undeveloped. True. I very, think, very you true. know, Apple, Samsung, I think, you know, Samsung gear. Um, obviously, I think, you know, it's more individual. I think Samsung does a good job with. Um, more customization rather than Apple. Apple's really like their footprint. You know, they have what they like where Samsung's sort of like, you don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. Next year, there's a new thing. Uh, but they adopted the classic, um, you know, circle face for their watch. Yep. Um, and I think that hurt them in the long run because it was just another watch where, you know, we talk about the Apple footprint is distinctive. You just, you know, right? You know a MacBook when you see it. Right. You know, and there's something you said for that understated marketing and Samsung was to the market first and Apple ate their lunch like they normally do, where you don't have to be first to market. You have to be best to market. Um, And, you know, that's a formula that's really worked for Apple. Um, But also, I think um, they can't exist without each other. Um, Samsung brings other features. Samsung brings other features um, to the space, which forces Apple to reinvent itself and vice versa. Um, Competition is good. You know, competition is the best thing you want in business in that space. You know, um, you know, if you think um, if we just put you in a room and you did the same thing all the time, you know, what does that do? Right. You know, especially get you like Hamlet or Shakespeare or something like that. Yeah. Macbeth, maybe. Yeah. You know. Everyone dies. To be, not to be, or something about holding a skull and talking to it. Oh my god, you just rolled every Shakespeare play (laughs) for one. Nevermore. Well, we already told him we rode on the wrong side of the road. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, circling back, you know, the battle there, I think um, you have to have more than one competitor in the space. Um, Competition is the best thing for consumers. Hands down. And, you know, if you're a consumer and you don't like competition then you must eat steamed broccoli for dinner every night because you're not looking for anything new ever. And it's probably spicy. That's that's the mayonnaise. mayonnaise. <laughs> the mayonnaise is yeah, spicy. If you think mayonnaise is spicy. <laughs> you know. Any other British roasts you have for us? No, not tonight. Um, I'll put just, raisins in your potato salad. Just taking a shelling over here. <laughs> Closing thoughts? Adam? Um, you know, watches or tools. Um, you need to select the best tool for your life. I think um, they're not cheap. Um, you really need to think about exactly what you're looking for. Um, and, you know, buy a little more watch than you think you need so you can have something to grow into. Um, I think that's another thing. Um, you know, there may be features you may find you don't may not have a use for. Um, but I would look and see, you know, can you download that feature later? Um, rather, um, you cannot get more hardware or, you Correct. know, the chassis are sealed and they are the way they are. Yep. So um, I think you need to really 
Um, think about, you know, could you add software later? You know, there's some features of this. I got the mid-range tactics watch, um, but I can download some things to get to that higher tier later if I chose to use it. Um, but they're not cheap. Um, and, you know, you should really look uh, to see if it fits your lifestyle, leverages your interests, um, instead of just kind of hauling off. I mean, you know, a, a $28 Timex is one of the best things you can ever get for yourself. Love Timex. No, I'm not sponsored, but slide into my DMs. Uh, but, you know, you should really uh, look for that piece that really complements your life. No, rather they've than stood the test of time. They, they have. And, you know, they're a great value. You know, you're not giving anything up. Yeah. So I, well, there you go. Looking towards the future, what do we hope to bring to smartwatches? I'm on Team Aesthetic. It has a lot of features and a lot of technology and a lot of adaptability. You ugly. It needs some zhuzhing. It needs a zhuzh. <laughs> I hope it, I hope for the zhuzh. And these are things that, you know, I, I'm sure as the smartwatches continue to develop, um, I, I'm sure they will eventually get there. I mean, think about 1927 yeah, where we're doing driving directions based off of a scroll that's on your wrist to I can call anyone just about and not have a phone if I choose to or send a text message. But I would say from my closing remarks and to echo what Adam and Alyssa have said, you know, do your homework and, you know, make sure you're getting your value work values worth and grow into your device, just like with a computer, same thing with a watch and don't be afraid to use it. That's the big thing. Don't be afraid to use the device. Spousal dig. I like it. What a nice way to wrap up a podcast. So love you, babe. um, If I do not return, then we all know why. So some heart rates uh, are spiking. (laughs) I think I'm getting an alert on my Apple Watch. (laughs) Did your heart rate increase? It it, it increased, and as you're you're looking at me, it's now decreasing Mm. rapidly. So Mm. with that, I am going to uh, say goodbye, Adam. Thank you. Well, so thank you and uh, continue to watch What Makes You Tick and we'll hope to see you again soon. What Makes You Tick podcast, a show that tackles life's tough topics with brutal honesty and zero apologies. No topic is off limits. Self-defense, technology, business, real estate, and so much more.